0: When we started this day of service, as a bunch of us church leaders met together and dreamed about what this day would look like, they asked me to prepare a discussion for the leaders to go through with their teams to set the right tone for these projects, uh, to set the right focus on where we needed to go. I hope not all of you heard that discussion today. If some of you did, I'd graciously ask you to consider this as a... uh, Remix, you know, musical artists get away with it all the time. They do an album and then they do a remix and they sell that one too. Like, so I'm thinking maybe pastors can get away with that sometimes. Like, so forgive me if you heard some of this. There will be some uh, changes as they do in remixes. But I think this is important uh, because I think it's important as we serve that we serve with the right focus. And I do believe service should come from, from the right motivation. It should also be just a part of our everyday lives. It shouldn't be something we do once a year. And so I want to share with you four P's that, that we shared with our teams as they went out today. And hopefully this will help shape your life as you go out of here and, and seek to live a life of servanthood according to Jesus' plan. Uh, the first P we talked about was, was purpose. What is the purpose of serving and just as sort of a silly example of how important it is to know the purpose of something, I thought about a time when we walked in the the boy's bathroom me and our oldest boy Jaden and he looked at the urinals on the wall and he said, Daddy why do they have those sinks over there so low with the handles at the top? (laughs) It's really important to know what the purpose of things are so I explained to him, Son that's not a a sink. (laughs) This is what you do with the urinal. So would you agree with me? It's important to know what the purpose of something is. Thank you. Okay, so (laughs) if that's important in the, the boys' bathroom, it's infinitely more eternal as we go out to serve Jesus and serve others. And one of the things we reminded our teams about today, and I would remind you as we go out and serve, is that the purpose is not simply to fix a door or pull a weed or clean a park. Those things are conduits. And Carlos and I were just talking about this. They're conduits. Our p- ultimate purpose is to share the good news of Jesus Christ in our words and our actions. Amen? Jesus made this clear when he gave us our commission. He said we are to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. You know what a disciple is, right? Someone who believes in Jesus And walks in his ways. So as we go out into our world. We need to have that in mind. To to keep eternity in mind. As we work with people. To keep in mind. Where does this individual stand with the creator of the universe? Do they know the forgiveness of Jesus in their life? Have they trusted in that? He also said his mission statement. Around the story of Zacchaeus. The son of man came To seek and save what was lost. Seek and save what was lost. And you remember the parables, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the son. And if that's God's passion, that needs to be our passion as well as we go out into our world to seek and save those people that need a savior that died for them. Having that eternal purpose in mind. That's the first one. The second one is partner. We need to go out with Partner, understanding that when we go out to serve, we are actually cooperating with God in what He is already doing. That is a a crazy thought to think of partnering, linking arms with the eternal God as we step into our world. That's an awesome thought. And and we know the importance of this in relationships. I may get in trouble for this because I usually talk to Carolyn before I tell you things, but... She shared this with enough people in front of me. I know this is not a secret. I pray, (laughs) pray for me. Okay, so (laughs) we're in. uh, We we hadn't met each other yet when we were in our late teens, and and Carolyn went through a painful breakup with a guy. And as she's told me and many others the story, and she's encouraged so many young ladies with this story. She said it was during that time, that, that hard time you guys might think I came along right away, and her world was just great, but it took some time,? Okay? So, just, there, was just some, <laughs> there was some <laughs> there was some time in there. And breakups are painful. I've been through them, you've been through them. And she worked at a, a grocery store at that time. And she, she loves the story of how her friend Becky came along on Sweetest Day. It's an Ohio, uh, a holiday we don't have here. It's like in October where you, one more time you, you're, the, the business world tells you you're supposed to let, you know your, let your significant other know you love them. Sweetest Day. Anybody heard of it? Okay, it's an Ohio thing. Matt has. All right. <laughs> so uh, she had just broken up with her boyfriend on Sweetest Day, and her friend Becky came to the store with a rose for her. She knew what Carolyn was going through. And, and Carolyn shares how when Becky handed her that rose, it showed her I'm not alone in what I'm going through. And beyond Becky, it reminded her that, wow, God really loves me. And he's showing me his love through this moment. And beyond that rose, it, that moment in her life was one of the first where she really grabbed onto the fact that I have a relationship with this God. and He loves me. He can fill that void in my heart like no man ever could. And that linking, that partnering with God is is crucial. And to think of that kind of partnership when we go out on mission because going out on mission is sometimes intimidating. It's scary stepping out into a world that needs Jesus. Sometimes it's scary to speak up. Sometimes it's scary even to go. But to listen to what Jesus said Jesus said this. Jesus, God in flesh, the Son of God said this. Very truly, I tell you, the Son, that's Jesus, can do nothing by Himself. I mean, we could stop right there. What what an amazing statement. This is Jesus. He can do nothing by Himself. If it's true for Him, how much more for you and I? He can do only what He sees His Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all He does. So, what I want to say here is as we go out and serve and think about partnering with God, we want to ask the questions, what is God already doing in this individual's life? I think all the groups we work with today, God's working in their lives, otherwise we wouldn't have been connected with them. I think that's true in our missional communities, and if you're new here, that's part of our heart here, to share Jesus in tangible ways through our missional communities, nine little groups around our community with a heart to serve like that on a regular basis in the name of Jesus. If that interests you, let me know. We want that to be an ongoing thing. But what's God already doing in this individual's life? And to think, okay, as I go in this, am I going in really sort of dependent on my own Intelligence, my own skills, my own strength, or am I going in fully dependent on God? Saying, God, I want you to do something awesome, and I just want to go along with you. What a great promise that God wants to partner with us as we go out. The third P is posture. And this is the idea that how you do is just as important as what you do. How you do is just as important as what you do. And if you don't think this is true, I want you to ask your wife if you're married, guys. You know, the, the what in my story here is giving her a kiss when you leave for work. Okay, and where I'm going is how you do is just as important as what you do. You ask your wife if it makes a difference if you kiss her for half a second while you're checking a text and picking up your bag and running out the door. Or if you set everything down and look her in the eyes and kiss her for ten seconds. You ask her if how you do is just as important as what you do. And I promise she'll tell you, yes, it is. It's the same when we go out to show God's love in our world. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 13. Listen to this. If I give all I possess to the poor, not some, not most. If I give everything I have to the poor, I'm now homeless because I've given everything away to people that are poor and give over my body to hardship Paul was whipped, shipwrecked, starving, all this stuff if I do all that that I may boast but do not have love I gain nothing it is possible that we could have a day of service and gain absolutely nothing for God's kingdom if we don't have love that's a profound thought and so as we go out In our lives, in our missional communities, as individuals, we need to be asking the question, am I approaching this person with the right posture? Number one, are they a a person created in God's image that he loved so much that he died for? Is that how I see them? Or do I see them as a project? Check. Done. So I don't know about you guys. My project list, once I'm done with them, I throw them in the garbage. I pray that's not how we treat people. I pray we love them. See them think about this. As I go out and serve people, uh, do I do all the talking? Or do I take the time to listen to what they're going through in their lives? Do I ask them questions that show I care about who you are as a person? Or is it just rapid fire? And then when they answer, do I listen? Do I take the time to listen? Or am I so busy formulating my response that... I'm not really listening because I don't really care. These are all important questions as we go out, as we think about our posture. And the, la- the last P is prayer. The importance, that, importance is a poor word. We are desperate to connect to God and his power as we go out to serve his world. If we do not pray, if we do not ask him for his power, we are just playing a silly game and wasting our time. I believe that with all my heart. Jesus said this about the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And this is the key phrase. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Who's that? God. Ask Him to send out workers into the harvest field. He doesn't say, just go. He says, ask God to send out workers. And that's what our heart needs to be. God, send out workers. Send me out. Send others around me. Send our missional community out. But you do it. And this is so important because there's a very real enemy. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not advance against it. It will not stand against it. That's not true if we go out in our own power. You cannot stand against hell in your own power. There was sort of a silly thing that happened that reminded me of this in this journey. And you'll laugh with me at the, the humor, but you'll see the truth behind it. My parents called me about two weeks ago. And they said, uh, Scott, we don't want to concern you and Carolyn, but we're, we're hearing something on our laptop. And they recorded it. And it was this weird voice on their laptop, every time they opened it up, that said, we're having trouble with Prescott, and we need to go in. And, and the other guy says... Should we get the police involved? And then the first voice says, "You know, we don't have to work through the authorities." And so, uh, no, I'm a guy that believes in spiritual battle. This is kind of weird, but I'm like, "Man, whoa, we got this day of service coming up, and churches are coming together, and what is this?" And so we we started praying. Now I started googling Prescott and those voices and some of the other characters, and come to find out, it was an ad that was running in the background for like a Call of Duty video game. There's a main character named Prescott. (laughs) And I think it was some kind of virus connected with it because eventually their laptop shut down. But you know what it got me thinking? I wouldn't doubt if there was a real conversation going on like that somewhere. When God's people advance for God's kingdom, it will be opposed. And we cannot think that we can go out there without going in prayer in dependence upon an almighty God. Because He is almighty. He is greater than the enemy. You and I on our own are not. So, so those are four Ps I want us to think about as we go out in service. But as we prepare uh, to remember Jesus' death, I want to look back at the, the heart of why we serve in the first place. And I just put Jesus big and bold there because of what what He said when the disciples are all arguing about who's the greatest. He said, even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, did not come to be served. Now, just stop there. If there's ever anyone that should have come to be served when He came down here, it's Jesus, the King of angels. He did not come to be served but to serve You think about Jesus washing disciples feet king of the universe and then going on to give his life as a ransom for many to buy us back that is the reason we serve not somehow to be made right with God we don't become right with God by what we do. We, we become right with God when we look at what Jesus did and say, that was enough. That was enough. The Son of God died for me. He served me. He died for me. I trust in that to cover my sin, to make me right with the Father. And because of that, I want to live my life in gratitude for Him and serve the world around me. Amen? Amen.